Hello and welcome to another edition of The Stew with JT Brew. I'm your host, Justin Taylor, alongside my co-host, Brian Toast-Clark. We are bringing you another edition of NHL Around the Ice. In this episode, we are going to go over the Central Division, a little mock draft action, kind of decide where we like, guys, who we would take before somewhere else. So stick with us. You're in The Stew. Uh, you up on trades and wire moves, you ain't designed to lose Find you jumping over seemingly nothing, racking up points Makes the game a little more fun to watch, can drop release We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery of the leaderboard Quite obviously not a scrub to start an institute Make evaluations like a commissioner do It's to the point your wife make you watch in a different room A bit your roster and pick and choose when you get some news Not much that we enjoy more than sifting through Sifting through new statistics to make it to our end zones Through different groups, universities, institutes Down to homies who click in groups, I introduce I hope everybody out there had a great Christmas holiday coming up on New Year's. Uh, I've been fighting a little bit of a cold, a little sickness in my family the whole time, so I'm going to do my best to get through this uh, this episode. Try not to cough in the mic, just getting over the flu, uh, but I'm happy to be here, Toast. We did something a little crazy this week, just kind of mixing it up. We are doing a Central Division redraft style, just kind of looking at values, who we like. So me and Toast sat down, 23-man rosters, took just the Central Division of the Western Conference. We want to do a 23-man roster, built four lines, six defensemen, two goalies, four bench spots. Uh, I received the first pick. Toast followed up and kind of, went back and forth from there. Uh, as we go in here, I'll talk about kind of what we're talking about. We're thinking about, you know, standard scoring, looking at this as value going forward, remainder of this season, not where we would have taken these guys at the beginning of the year, but where we would take them now. Uh, four points per goal, two points per assist, shorthanded goals are two, an extra two. Uh, Game-winning goals, an extra one. Hits, 0.25. Blocks, 0.25. Goalie wins three. Saves, 0.1. And goals allowed 0.5. So going over the central division consists of Arizona, Chicago, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, Nashville, St. Louis, and Winnipeg. We ignored kind of like the minor injuries that might be happening to guys right now. Uh, big injuries, you know, obviously you've got to take those into, into account. But we we try to ignore the uh, the small stuff here as we went through. Toast, kind of what do you think about this process before we start breaking down players? I, I really love uh, having uh, – it's not quite midseason yet, JT, uh, with the uh, NHL, but we're getting there. We're pretty darn close. Um, everybody's really wanting to know now is should I take a real good look at my roster? Do I need to turn it over a little bit? Um, kind of like I did in our home league a couple weeks ago. Um, do we need to put some guys up for trade? And what, what, what we hope to do is uh, you know look at and give our opinion on each one of these divisions moving forward in the next three weeks after we do this one, and we can cover the entire NHL in a, in a month span. You know, and usually that ends up being about the uh, time where trade deadlines come up. You're usually looking at somewhere around the end of January on most leagues. So uh, hopefully we can align it right and uh, give our listeners a little bit of advice and a little bit of our takes on specifically who we like moving forward. Yeah, I'll pull up. Uh, we'll kind of pull up for the people watching on YouTube. We'll pull up kind of the draft picks back and forth uh, that we had. We'll explain it to everybody who's listening, uh, you know, on a podcast without video, any of that stuff. So we'll kind of keep updating guys as we go throughout so that you're kind of uh, know where we're standing and where we're at. So, Toast, let's jump in here. Let me pull up the board. 
of kind of what we we went through and kind of back and forth here. Some of these picks we made on our own. Some of these picks we discussed a little bit, decide who we thought would be the next guy to go in that area. Uh, as we didn't do this, it's kind of like, this wasn't a whole head-to-head. I got to beat you in this draft. We were kind of looking at, you know, hey, who do we take? What are we liking the values here? So let's uh, let's start off here and tell, uh, tell the folks kind of how we got this thing started. Yeah, so uh, um, right now, if again, JT said, if, if you are watching on video, if you're actually watching on YouTube, uh, this could be pretty helpful. If not, uh, we'll do the best we can to, uh, you know, uh, explain for the handler specifically what we're actually showing, what we're seeing, uh, what we're discussing. Um, but um, we, we really, again, broke these down into uh, create a team. We really want to say, let's build the best 23-man roster we can, two of them, one for JT, one for me, and one division. And uh, we do take positions into account when we when we uh, discuss each one of these lines. So four running lines, just like you would in the NHL. You got three defensemen pairings, so six defensemen all together. You got two goalies, a starter and a backup, and then you got three bench spots that rounds up your 23-man roster. Um, so what JT and I will do is uh, JT will maybe reveal who he picked in the first round, who I picked in the first round, and we may discuss some rounds more than others, and some rounds we may not discuss at all. But what we really want to do is go through here and maybe po- pick out some players that are like, you know what, based on where we actually drafted them, I like the value, and I like this player moving forward because of A, B, and C. Yeah, I started off this thing, you know, Pretty classic. The guy you would think would go the uh, center one, uh, Nathan McKinnon, my guy from Colorado, you know, absolute stud guy is on a scoring streak like no other for the abs right now. I think he's got a team record currently. If uh, at least he had one uh, recently, I'm a little behind. Like I said, I, I've been sick for the last week, so I'm slightly behind on a few of these things, but he guy's been on fire. Uh, to me, he was clear cut pick number one. Yeah, easy pick there, JT, and I believe you're referring to his uh, 18 game in a row um, uh, home point streak. Yes, that's uh, and, correct. Yeah, and it, he, he's setting all kinds of Colorado records. Um, and then you go back to when they were the Quebec Nordiques and stuff. So that that's a long time franchise there. And uh, of course, he may be the best that ever's actually wore that jersey. An easy, easy number one. Um, I, I come back with uh, my first line right wing, and uh, I pick a uh, Miko Ranton and his. Uh, his Batman to the Robin. And really the main reason why I picked Rant in two reasons. One, because I believe he is the clear cut number two here. But also two, I wanted you to be able to uh to to avoid that stack. You know, I did not want you actually to be able to stack those two together on a top line. So when I knew you would take McKinnon, it was an easy pick for me taking Rant then. Yeah, coming back to me in my second round, I got the injury had me a little worried, but we tried to not take injuries into gigantic uh you know, value wise here, uh, Cal Connor for Winnipeg. He's my guy. I got him on a ton of leagues. He's my keeper at our home wing for a long time until the injury here recently, he was off to a fire start this season. Uh, he's a guy on that left wing. I just, I just really like him. I think he's a guy that is, is really playing well, hopefully comes back from that knee injury a little sooner rather than later. Yeah, great pick there, JT. And uh, um, Connor would have been my pick as well. Um, but uh, normally, if this was a draft in the very beginning, um, I would have actually p- selected the guy I selected. But nevertheless, I did select him at, at my second round pick, uh, Kirill Kaprizov uh, for Minnesota. Now, what I'll say about Kaprizov is he's starting to get it going. 
they're starting in the last three, four games. He has looked like himself. Um, so that was another reason why I'm like, you know what? He has the highest upside of anybody on the board. Um, he's a guy that scores 45 goals a year. Um, is still a fairly young Russian player. Um, so he's had some hot and cold spurts uh, throughout his career. But for me, he was a clear cut number two. So I took him to play on the opposite wing as Rantanen. On line one, Kaprizov would be my uh, top left wing. Yeah, for uh, number uh Third round here, I had Forsberg from Nashville Predators uh, as my line two wing, uh, my left winger. Uh, so I jumped on him with uh, with my pick there in the third. Yeah, and uh, I decided to go ahead and come back and round out my uh, my my top line. And uh, you're going to see that as this draft goes on, I really put an emphasis on centers. Uh, whether that worked out for me or not, I'm not quite sure. But I really wanted to be able to drive uh, play with all four lines. They would actually have four really, really good players that actually touch the puck and actually distribute, get a lot of assists. So uh, I went ahead and followed up with my center one is Mark Shifley, uh, who was probably ADP of probably closer to 90 or 100 in a lot of leagues uh, before the start of the season. So there's a lot of people still left on the board. And that'll kind of transition back to JT on JT. You got pretty good value coming back to you with your fourth round pick as a result. Yeah, I was pretty happy to get Robertson in the fourth round out of Dallas. That center, he's my center two behind McKinnon. Uh, really like him. I still think he, you know, he's a guy that was highly drafted this year. Often kind of a, a slow start for him, but man, I was really happy to get him in the fourth. Yeah, th- that whole Dallas team's picking it up. Uh, I, when I they're 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 so good. They're so such a balanced team. Uh, we talked about this before on a previous podcast. I just believe that they're going to pick it up. They're way too good. Um, and uh, you're start slowly seeing that Robertson, hence Pavelski line starting to kind of get points where they're all three scoring at one time. And I think that's going to continue. Um, I went ahead and uh, again, uh, after I got Shifley, so I got Kaprizov, Shifley, and Rantan as my, uh, my first line. I started on my second line. And I went ahead. I wanted to win a team. I know I, I, I got Bedard. And I do think Bedard, he's right now, I think, at 31 points in 34 games. You know, for a rookie, that's unbelievable. Um, but I wanted to go ahead and win the Chicago team because after him, there's really nobody else. So I went ahead and uh, got Connor Bedard as my second line center behind Shifley centering line one. Yeah, and I like that pick. I, I, I You know, I knew you were going to take him. It just was a question of when. Obviously, in a dynasty, he would have been one of the first guys off the board. Uh, but this being a season-long redraft, even though it is season-long, him being a rookie, he has been off to a great start this year. So, he, I mean, he is a total play in, in even redraft leagues. So, so that's a great pick uh, in the fourth. Uh, I came back um, in the fifth. Decided to go defense. Maybe was a slight early, but I like Makar from Colorado. I, I thought with the fifth, I wanted the top defensive guy. I felt and going with McKinnon uh, on my top line. So I like Makar. So I went with him in the fifth. Yeah, JT, that would have been the ninth overall pick in, in this two-man draft here. Makar um, was going well before number nine overall, a majority of uh, of drafts. So uh, as of now, right now, it's just simply it's it's injury, right? It's health every single time. But if he ends up being healthy moving forward, uh, that would be the pick of this draft. That would be the steal of this draft, getting him in the fifth round. Um, I, I, as a result, I went ahead and again, you can kind of see what I decided I was going to do. I was going to go heavy with the centers. So I went with Shifley as my center one, Bedard with my center two. 
and Erickson Eck as my center three. I want to go ahead and stack him and Kaprizov. Um, so I got my first stack there. Erickson X uh, had a, had a really, really good start um, the third way through the season here. Um, tons of shots on goal. Um, and I believe he's got somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 14 goals. Um, I, I like what I see of Erickson Eck. And again, I think Minnesota is now just getting started. I think they'll give me pretty darn good. So I was pretty happy to get him with be my third line center. Yeah. And then I, I came back, uh, with Keller from Arizona, uh, in the sixth round as my left wing, right wing. Uh, I kind of want to experience there. Uh, Arizona is played better than a lot of people thought they would be. Uh, he's a guy, you know, long-term, you probably don't want him in a dynasty league, but he's a guy who's going to give you some, some gears still. I was between him and Cairo from St. Louis as my right winger. I needed a right winger in there. I didn't have a guy on my top line. It kind of was a coin flip for me between those two guys. And I ended up uh, going with Keller, a little more experience. Yeah, JT, maybe we'll pull off a trade, you know, so uh, I really do like go. Keller a lot. Uh, Keller, um, yeah, uh, uh, best hockey's ahead of him. They've, they've actually, they've produced really, really well as a team. Um, I, uh, came back again and I, I'm going to my fourth line center. Again, I'm loading up on centers, Rupe hence. Um, so, uh, now I, I'm, I, I kind of, again, wanted to go ahead and block JT. He's, he's got Robertson and, uh, I went ahead and, uh, got hence at this point. And, uh, I just really like being strong up the middle. And again, I believe Dallas is going to get it going at top line. Yeah, I, w- I would have went with Hints if he was still there. So that was a great pick with you for you going there. So I came back. I still went with the Dallas stack, but just instead of doing Hints and Robertson, I went uh, Bavelski. So I got him with Robertson for Dallas as my uh, second team right wing. Perfect. Yeah, and uh, so I came back um, to play on Bedard's right on line to uh, Jordan Cairo for the St. Louis Blues. Um, Kairou has now started to get it going. Um, he, uh, boy, he, he, uh, I would say emotionally fell apart, uh, over the last couple of weeks in the media. Um, I mean, we saw the guy in tears, uh, they ended up making a coaching change, but in the last week and a half, you know, he's got the deployment he needs. He's got the ice time he needs, and now he's starting to respond. And I really, really like Kairou moving forward. Um, and that's hard for me to say, considering it's a St. Louis and I'm a Chicago fan. But nevertheless, uh, they have a line of Bedard at center and right wing Kairou as well. After having Kaprizov, Shifley, and Ranton, and I really, really like the way my, my first two lines were shaping up. So I took the first defenseman off the board. Then I went a little crazy here, and I went with first goalie uh, as well. Uh, Hellebuck from Winnipeg. We talked about it in our, you know, our mid-year fantasy awards, who we liked. We thought he was probably number one as far as the uh, best goalie in the league. I liked him a ton. Uh, I was kind of between him and Einger. I went with Hellbuck here. I, I just think uh, I wanted that advantage at goalie if I could get it. Yeah, JT, you won the you won the position. Now we we act four good goalies here, right? Between I think mm-hmm. there's a four obvious goalies, but nevertheless, Hellebuck, in our opinion, I know we had a that like you said on the podcast before the prior episode, he's the best of the bunch, um, and I believe uh, um, he's going to get the variety of the or the majority of the starts. So you're going to have volume. He's very very good, steady, like we said. So I think you won that position. Um, in the eighth round, uh, after JT took him, I came back and uh, I got what I felt like was a pretty good steal. Um, Dalian Nishushkin 
And I think Nascution, the, the, the biggest start, the biggest part was, is we really thought that once Arturi Lekkonen comes back sometime in the near future, that will Nascution actually lose his deployment? I don't think he's going to. He's played too good. Um, I believe he has somewhere in the neighborhood of like 16 goals, 17 assists, and he's a point-per-game player so far. And I was really, really happy to get him and Rantanen together on the same team so I could go ahead and stack those guys, especially on power play one. Um, and um, they're, again, for value like that on, on, on a team like Colorado, I was very happy to get Nishushkin in the eighth round. Yep, I came back with uh, Zuccarello from Minnesota as my uh, third-line uh, right wing. Uh, took him in the ninth round, Zuccarello from Minnesota. Yeah, that's uh, that's shaping up to be a pretty good third line. Whenever you get a guy like Zuccarello going line three, I mean, okay, he got some great value now. Again, it's only two of us drafting, but nevertheless, um, Zuccarello has been a little banged up. Uh, but again, just like we had said with Kaprizov, just like we said with Eck, we believe in Zuccarello as that other third piece there with that team they're going to get it going. They're starting to pick it up. They're starting to look like more like themselves. Um, after JT took uh, Zuccarello in the ninth, um, I came back and decided I better get my first defenseman and I get Roman Yossi. Um, a lot of this was more so just grabbing a name when it comes to defensemen. Um, he does a little bit of everything. Uh, nobody really needs to go into detail about how good Yossi has been in his career. And really he's having Nashville in general. I think they've actually performed better than I thought they would. Um, you know, uh, Forsberg has actually had a, a really, really good season. Um, and guys like, uh, you know, Smith and guys like Sissons have actually come on as well. And Yossi's actually been a part of that. So I really like what Nashville's doing. They, they made a concerted effort to overturn that roster big time and actually get faster in the offseason. They've done that. Yeah, when when you went the defensive route, I came back. I went defense. You know, you kind of hit me. I was like, oh, I should maybe uh, go back to the defensive well. So I did uh, that as well. I'll pull that back up for you guys. Uh, Morrissey from Winnipeg got him in the tenth. He's my second, uh, my second overall defender. Uh, my second first line guy to go with McCarr from Colorado, who I took earlier in the fifth. Yeah, not even close. That is the best pairing in the Central Division. If you were to put together two defensemen, by far, not even close. Uh, you you definitely want a defensive position, JT. Um, I came back and uh, got Robert Thomas, um, the center right wing for the St. Louis Blues, as my third line right winger uh, to go and play on the right side of Erickson Eck. Uh, Thomas is a guy who's going to give you a boatload of assists. Um, and again, just, just kind of like uh, Minnesota, kind of like Edmonton, they made a coaching change and St. Louis has been better than expected. And honestly, the underlying numbers said they shouldn't be nearly as good as they are as a team, but they keep on actually putting together some wins. They're not that bad. And Robert Thomas kind of centers all of that. He's going to be in the mix. He's going to get a lot of peripherals. Um, you know, so, so really assist machine. Um, he'll sneak in a goal there every once in a while, this late in the draft. I really like Thomas to be on the third line. Yeah, and then added my second Minnesota player. I added Boldy uh, going as my left wing on my third line uh, in the next round. All right, JT, I'll have you bring that back up and I'll take yeah, a screen. Yep, and then yep. I, yeah, I went build Boldy in the 11th and you followed me up uh, with Ellers, right? Yep, got Ehlers there in the 11th. Um, and Ehlers is a guy who, as soon as uh, he was put with Perfetti, uh, maybe about three weeks ago, Eagles really started to take off, and his game is really starting to pick up. 
Um, you know, it, I, I can't tell you whether or not he's actually on power play one right now um, with, the, with the likes of Shifley and Connor. My guess he is considering the Connor injury. But nevertheless, since Connor got hurt, he has really stepped in and stepped up. Uh, I, 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 Ehlers is making a pitch to make it really difficult on Winnipeg when, uh, when Connor comes back for them to actually to lessen his deployment. He may end up just staying put where he's at and uh, he'll uh, play alongside those guys. Yeah, coming back here then in the 12th, I was debating, do I go goalie again and and try to hammer the goalies? Looking back, maybe I do it if I think about it again with Ottinger, uh, but I ended up going another Dallas player. I went uh, to Shane, kind of f- fill out my final uh, player on my third line. I needed a third line center, so I went with him instead of Ottinger at, at goalie. Yeah, and that, that Dallas second line, uh, JT, with uh, Duchesne and with uh, Marchment and with Sagan, they've carried that team while the first mm-hmm. line is still trying to be figuring out. Matt Duchesne has had a great season for Matt Duchesne. Uh, you know, and Duchesne has some great years in Nashville, but man, he's scoring even better now at Dallas than he did in Nashville. So uh, great third line center pick. And you're right. Uh, I, I mean, 12th round and a 23-round draft. I hadn't taken a goal yet. I figured I better go get Ottinger. And uh, so I did in the 12th round there as well to get my first goalie off the board. Um, you know, we value wins as much as we do at the goalie position. Dallas is going to get a ton of wins. Um, I really like them long term um, throughout the entire season and into the playoffs as well. So Ottinger uh, ended up being a pretty easy decision for me there to be my goalie number one. Yeah, but I was going to come back and take Ottinger after I took uh, Deshane. When you took him, I was like, okay, no mess around. I have to get my second goalie. So then I went Soros uh, from Nashville, and we just basically went goalie heavy here uh, these uh, these couple of rounds in a row. Yeah, again, uh, Soros and Hellebuck, you got the the team that uh, with goalies that you got um, the, I would say, they're steady for one, but two. Uh, sorry, the the word alluded me, JT. Volume, you've 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 uh, wrapped up volume starters there. I mean, so I decided to go ahead and come right back and get uh, Alexander Georgie uh, for Colorado again. Valuing wins. <laughs> so um, again, I think that these are the four obvious goalies in the Central Division. That was going to be these combination of goalies. You just hoped that each one of them, each one of us, at least got two of them, and it wasn't like one and three or three and one. And luckily, we split them up. Yeah, the uh, coming back in the fourteenth round, I uh, you had already had a couple guys on your fourth line rolling. I had no fourth line uh, forwards yet at all, uh, so that's where I had to come through. Uh, tell you, you got to help me out. I always butcher his name from St. Louis, Buchnevich. Buchnevich. I always butcher his name, and I always got to rely on Toast to save me. So Buchnevich, <laughs> uh, left winger. For uh, St. Louis, uh, you know, they haven't had a lot of offensive firepower this year, but they've been been in a lot more games lately. For the fourth line, I thought, you know, not a ton of guys left. I liked him. I figured I was going to give him a shot as my left wing on my fourth line. Yeah, Boosh Navis was a guy that his ADP was way up there, JT. I'd say it's somewhere around 65 to 75 in a lot of leagues. And he really hasn't performed. He's probably performing in the mid 100s, so 150 to 175 there on overall scoring. Better days are ahead for Bushnevich. I mean, he's got to play better than what he. I don't believe he's just fell off a cliff. So to have him on line four, great pick with the uh, 14th round. Um, I come back, and this may have been a little bit of a head scratcher for some. And when I really hadn't filled out a whole lot of lines, and I'd only uh, at this point uh, got one defenseman, but. I decided to take a bench player. I took Ryan O'Reilly for Nashville. 
O'Reilly is scoring a bunch. And again, I want to dominate the center position. This could end up being a trade chip for me, I would think, down the road. But O'Reilly is a guy that a lot of people should be targeting, especially in home leagues where you may end up having only 10 teams. O'Reilly may not be a guy who has a sexy name behind him, the longtime St. Louis Blue. Now with Nashville Predators, they're not known for a ton of scoring, but O'Reilly has been doing a ton of scoring this year. So if you're out there and uh, you can kind of see O'Reilly um, either out there on your uh, um, you know, free agent board or you could actually try to get him in a trade – O'Reilly may be a guy that you could actually sneak off in a trade because, again, it's not that household name you would think that you're just going to like, wow, he's going to set the fantasy world on fire. But he has been really, really good. Yeah, and then the uh, 15th round, after you took another center, I was like, oh, I need my fourth-line center. I came back with Schmaltz from Arizona in the 15th round. You followed me up with Favor from Minnesota as your second defenseman uh, in the 15th round. Then I came back. In the 16th, with uh, I'm like, okay, time to keep adding defense. Went to my second defensive line with Jersey from Arizona in the 16th, and then you came back in the 16th, uh, with your guy from Chicago, Nick Foligno. Yep, so uh, got Nick Foligno there on line four. Um, he's he's really the the second best hawk, and it's not even close there. Figured mm-hmm. again, we would try to get one more player from that team. And, uh, you know, just a guy to fill up the line four on a real team. Oh, I'd love to have Nick Foligno on a line four. And even in fantasy, if I were actually putting together a 23 man roster just for this division, like we're doing, Nick Foligno is just fine. He'll get you hits. He'll get you blocks. And, um, you know, that's where we just kind of started throwing some darts here, JT, you know, throwing some darts yeah. here from where we're around. I like it. I mean, you're taking a guy, I mean, you know, Blackhawks, you know what you're getting with them. They're a rebuild team. But when anytime you can get, even on a bad team, if you can get the second best player on a bad team, you got to take the guy, especially when you can get them late. So I thought that was a really good pick. I liked it a lot. So 17th coming back, you know me, Toast, if I can get, you know, solid defensive guys that are going to be in the mix, I'm going to go with them. I went uh, uh, Heiskanen from Dallas, 17th. I was super pumped to get him as my fourth guy. I didn't think I was going to get him fourth defender. Uh, but at this point, I was like, I was kind of looking. I was like, what is left uh, fourth line guys for my for my forwards and what defensemen are left? And I was like, I like the value of defense at this point. I think I could get some better defensemen uh, to kind of give me an advantage there. So that's, that's where I moved there in the 17th. I was uh, really disappointed, and uh, that's what I like to have back, JT. So uh, not getting Heiskanen and allowing you to kind of load up on defense there. Heiskanen's a guy I could have actually had and looking who I took in front of him uh, with Faber, probably could have taken a Heiskanen there. Um, I come back with Tory Krug. Um, at that point, again, I'm throwing darts. I'm looking for, I'm looking for power play one defenseman at that point, guys that are just going to score me a whole lot, uh, you know, uh, assists mainly, maybe get a goal here every once in a while. And in the 17th, I took Krug. Um, you came back and again, we're saying defense. You took Devin Taves, um, from Colorado again, to have your third pair defenseman, Devin Taves, a great defenseman there. I mean, uh, and again, I, I come back in the 19th and I don't really like defensemen at this point. I'm like the wells went dry. I'm like, I can go ahead and maybe get some defensemen later on in the draft. And especially maybe some defensemen who hit and block a lot and don't worry about so much goals and assists. So I decided I'm going to go ahead and take Jamie Ben. I was a little surprised that Ben was still out there. Uh, ben had that center left wing eligibility um, to get him in the 19th round. 
Um, so to be 38th player in the entire division taken, uh, Ben's pretty good. Uh, Ben's a, is a very good bench player that could definitely slide in there, uh, especially if Eagles were to fall off. He's going to probably split time or even maybe take more time from Nick Foligno on line four. So I was pretty happy and lucky to be able to get Ben. Yeah, I like Ben there. I thought it was a really good pick. I The thing with Ben, I feel like he's just one of those guys. He's been around the league so long. He's been so good. He's just, he's dropped off a bit, but he's still a really solid player. And he, I feel like he's just a forgotten name. I think I think people just forget about him in drafts. And I kind of forgot about him. But I also saw a couple of these defensive players I like better. And I was like, ooh, I kind of like that guy. I kind of like that younger, you know, sexier pick. So I kind of went with those guys. And then when you took Ben, I was like, oh. I totally forgot he was there. You know, this is one of those things like those guys just kind of sit there and you're like, oh, wait. So you took him, got me snapped back in. I was like, hey, I got to get back to offense. I got to finish off that third line. And me and you have talked about it a lot. You love him. And I was like, oh, I got to get Toast Boy Perfetti from Winnipeg. Jumped on him. My fourth line right wing. He's been really good. He's backing up a little bit of Mike Connor uh, with the injury, but I just, he has been, I think, better than people thought he would be this year. And he's, he's been really solid. I was like, at this point, it's worth a shot at it. Yeah. I don't really know where Eagles would actually be without Perfetti. Um, and uh, when Eagles were struggling earlier in the season, before he, uh, the Connor injury, it was Perfetti who actually helped Eagles get back on his feet to really start performing the way we knew Eagles could. So, uh, you know, I, I, I love Perfetti there on a the fourth line. I mean, come on, fourth line, that's, that's fantastic. Absolutely. So then come back to you. Uh, I got him in the 19th round. Yeah, go ahead and go uh, to your you 20th, ben, JT. Yeah, you, you go ahead and go to your 20th round. Yeah, here. Yeah. yeah, so then I came back and I was like, hey, I was like, I was one defensive guy away from finishing the starting lineup. And I was like, might as well finish it off. Went to the Blackhawks. I didn't have any Chicago players on my team. I was like, Seth Jones is just sitting there. I was like, I'm going to add Seth Jones. Now a salary cap league. Something like that. But hey, in a redraft right now, this late, gotta take him. Best defensive player on their team. I'm taking him. So uh, I, I loved it for Seth Jones as my sixth defenseman, finishing out my uh, last defensive uh, pairing. I loved it at 20. Yeah, that's that's your your six defensemen are really really good. Um, at that point, I'm in, I'm in round twenty, and I still need three defensemen. So I go three defensemen in a row, but I decide with uh, I'm going to get Pionk and uh, and, and Lawson. And uh, really, the reason I went both those guys is they hit and block a ton. I think Lawson's got over 130 hits so far. I um, mean, he's just really really bruising the crap out of a lot of people. Um, and Pionk, we know what he can do as well. And Neil Pionk, in the event that uh, there's an injury to Morrissey, he can slide into that power play one. And I believe he did some of that last year mm-hmm. Why Morrissey was actually hurt a little bit there late in the season. Pionk can go, uh, slide in there and did a really, really good job. Um, and in the in 22nd round, um, I, I went ahead and just got uh, uh, Thomas Harley. Um, he's a Dallas's up-and-coming defenseman. And Heiskin has really been the one kind of struggling a little bit of late, and Harley's really been the one that, that's been picking up the pace a little bit. So I decided to go ahead and go with Pionk, Waz, and, and Harley. Uh, JT, uh, go ahead and walk through kind of who you took in the 21st, 22nd, 23rd round to kind of round out your draft. 
Yeah, I was, I, you know, Pionk was probably the next guy I was taking behind Seth Jones for defenders. I've got him in my uh, keeper home or home league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like Pionk. He's been really solid this year. Uh, been a, a been a tough player. So I thought that was a really, really good pick. Uh, I like that one a lot. So for me, at this point, I just need to kind of round things out. So I added uh, Johnson from Dallas uh, as a center, Shen from St. Louis. And the 22nd as my center left wing back up on my bench. And then Krause from Arizona in the 23rd as my left wing right wing. I wanted a little bit of, of a, a guy that could play both positions. So kind of filled that out with those guys there. And, and I felt like really rounded out my uh, my lineup well there. Yeah, I, I uh, wish I would have taken Krause there because I come back at the end of draft. I think Marco Rossi, which was really, again, throwing a dart. Um, Rossi's actually done uh, – uh, he's, he's, he's been formidable. Um, they're filling in, um, while, uh, Zuccarello has actually been a little banged up and, uh, he's got a little bit more, uh, opportunity and Rossi's actually done very, very well, especially for a really young player. I believe he's only 21 or 22 years old. Um, it, this is his first full season in the NHL. Um, but I would imagine that I've been a little center heavy, um, into this draft. So Rossi would probably be a pair, player I would drop and I'd probably go out there on the waiver wire to go ahead and pick up another left wing, right wing. Well, hey, Toast, uh, we'll bring us back up on screen for everybody can see us here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about like strategy, your team compared to my team. I felt like my team was, uh, I tried to go a little across the board, try to even things out, you know, across the board, defense, centers, everything else. I tried to be uh, maybe a little conservative, but I, I wanted uh, the, the, you know, the low floor. I wanted those guys kind of, where did you take your team? Yeah, in the end, I kind of like your team a little bit better, and uh, your philosophy, JT, probably worked out a little bit better than mine. Um, I would say that you hit it on the head with your roster. Um, You know what you're going to get out of your roster. It's pretty balanced. It's pretty safe. Lines one through four through the defensemen and and goalies as well. My roster is high risk, high reward. There's lots of actually stacks in the roster as well, and it could be the weeks where, okay, we may end up having a quiet week, and there could be weeks where I end up beating you and doubling you up and then overscoring, outscoring you by 100. Um, so it's, again, uh, if you're going to uh, take a chance in a lot of leagues, and especially with your drafts, sometimes you have to do that. Um, you have to you have to take those big stabs, especially if you know a lot of the players around you in the league that are really, really good. They're all going to be putting together a balanced lineup, and you're like, hey, it's going to be really, really difficult to win this league, let alone actually make the playoffs. You may take those stabs uh, because then you can put those stacks together. And before you know it, man, you're like, <laughs> I find myself in first place because I took a chance. Uh, so th- that's kind of what I did. Uh, my defense core is a little bit more bangers um, friendly. Uh, I get a lot of hits, a lot of blocks. Yours actually put the puck in the back of the net, get a lot of assists on the power play. Um, my team, I drive play lines one through four to center play really deep defense or center play. I mean, got the uh, uh, Rupe Hentz is my fourth line center. I mean, so th- there you go. Um, but all in all, I think our first two lines are very equal. They're looking pretty darn equal to one another. Um, and uh, then after we get the lines three and four, I'm pretty good at the center. I like your wings a little bit better, but your defenseman and your bench really take it for you. So I would say that in the end, I kind of like what you've done. I like what I've done, but I like what you've done a little bit better. Yeah, I I, I think, you know, it, it really depends on league scoring and what we're doing. But I, I, I think my defense and my goalies really stand out 
uh, on that end. But yeah, you're you definitely have higher firepower. Your fourth line, your third line have a little more firepower than mine do. And like you said, you've got that high end. You're going to have some monster weeks. I've got a lower floor where I'm like, oh, I, I'm like, I'm going to know what I'm getting from these guys most of the time. I feel like I'm going to have some good weeks, some big weeks, uh, but I think I'm going to be pretty steady Eddie where, like you said, you've, you've got a lot of guys that can, uh, can really put in the net, but you're, you're, you're relying on those stacks. You need some big games from certain teams. So I, I, I love the two strategies and that's what I always love about fantasy. And I always talk about that. I want to see people, how they can look at things, how they can do different strategies, how they can build a team because there's not one way to build a team. There's always a ton of different ways to build and win. And I think that's kind of the best part. And I, I like doing these mocks to kind of look at that, to kind of like reevaluate and go, okay, I can do it this way. I can do it that way. What way do I like better? You know, in the end. And sometimes it just depends on the league you're in. Sometimes it makes more sense to go for it all, go for high scoring, go for it, you know, big weeks. And sometimes it says, hey, you get leagues that are really wonky. And you're like, I just got to score like bare minimum every week and I can win because my team's not going to be super up or down, but I can like be right in that mix. What do you think, Toast? Yeah, yeah, you hit it on the head. Um, there's, there's no right way. Um, it's really all about uh, having a strategy, um, having a pregame plan, and really coming into the draft, sticking to that plan to the point where you can't stick to that plan anymore. You know, and uh, and as I saw you uh, go defenseman, and you went defenseman heavy even a little bit earlier than I thought you would have, then it forced me to say, okay, well, I'm ditching the defenseman spot. I'm actually going to go win other positions on the board. And then I come back and say, I'm going to go ahead and go banger heavy with the, with the other points. Cause we get 0.25 for the, uh, for the block 0.25 for the hit. And if I can just maybe win those quote unquote categories in those wouldn't a category, we just been a head to head. I feel like I can make up a little bit of ground. So you have to have a plan, but you also have to stay a little bit flexible. And I know that sounds a little, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, to- toast, you're, 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 you're talking on both sides of your mouth, but it really is that way. You know, you have to do your preparation up, up front. And you really have to be uh, prepared to pivot when needed. Now, JT, I want to ask you uh, before we wrap this up, um, you know, right now, playoffs, you're going to take three leaders or the, the top three from this division here to kind of make the playoffs. If we're actually we're not wanting to count a wild card and stuff. OK, who do you like uh, in, in this division to finish top three? Which three teams do you like in this division moving forward? So for me, I I just feel like Colorado has a ton of talent. You know, they're they're a really good team. Like I just think everything that's happened, all the injuries, they've kind of pulled it together after you know maybe not the greatest start ever for what we were expecting out of them. Yeah. Um, I I just like this division a lot. Uh, you know, Winnipeg. I just always feel like because of the goalie play. We know and we've seen it time and time and time again. If you can just get into the playoffs, if you can get a hot goalie, you can go deep. And so that's why I, I, if Winnipeg can figure out how to get in, I like Winnipeg just because I, I uh-huh. think they're good. And then we've talked about it all year. I just think Dallas has the most firepower. I feel like they're, you know, overall, they're just a juggernaut that has played solid this year, but they haven't played great, which I think is scary. I, you know, if a team like that hits their stride, when the playoffs start, Oh, 
I, if I'm the rest of the NHL, I'm nervous. I'm real nervous is that this team hasn't played their best hockey by the time they get the playoffs. Uh, so those to me are the three most dangerous teams in this division. Uh, I just, I know right now, I think Dallas is first in the division, Colorado second. I think Dallas is 44 points. Uh, Colorado second, 44 points as well, uh, but just behind them in, in the percentages. And then Winnipeg with 43. I actually was surprised how well Nashville's played. Arizona, to me, has been mm-hmm. a surprise. Yes. They've been the absolute surprise. I mean, I th- this team I thought was left for dead. Everything that's gone on there with the ownership and the arena and just it just – it, this it just feels like a nightmare situation that everyone's waiting for it to end, and then somehow this team comes out and plays fairly well this year. It's kind of yep. blown my mind. St. Louis got off to the worst. I mean, just horrible. They looked awful. They have started to kind of look spicy uh-huh. lately, like they're going to fight it out a little bit. Minnesota's been the biggest disappointment in this division by far, I think. And then Chicago, they're in dead last. We knew they were going to be in dead last. Everybody knew it. But uh-huh. we've talked about this before. This team has shown fight. They have played teams tough. They haven't just folded and given away games. Uh, I've been really, really surprised with the way the Blackhawks have played. For a team that has 21 points and is 10, 22, and 1, they've looked way better than that record as far as like the way they are competitive in games. So to me, Minnesota by far the most disappointing team in this division, St. Louis, we didn't expect a lot, but they're playing a little bit better. Arizona by far is outplaying their expectations. Uh, But if these, if Dallas, Colorado, Winnipeg gets in, Winnipeg's the team. I'd be real scared to play. I'd be real scared if they slide in as a late seed and you're a, you're a home seed and you end up getting them and you don't have great defense and goalie play. I'd really be worried about playing the Jets. Yep, agree. Uh, and they even got a good backup goalie, Bersois. I mean, he he came in uh, and played a couple games uh, in, in the last week. And uh, I, I picked him up one time and uh, he had a 34 uh, save uh, game. I only gave up one goal. It's going to be a ton of points. Uh, they're just a good organization up and down. I really like Winnipeg. I'm with you. Winnipeg is a dark horse so to speak, in this central division where I wouldn't really want to play them. <laughs> um, but it was look at how uh, deep the division is. Um, after those three teams, the four top wild card teams are all central division teams. Uh, yep. So, I mean, it, it's very, very deep. Um, it's a really deep division. And I think you hit it on the head with Minnesota. Minnesota is starting in their act together. Uh, they're actually only right now actually running a, a minus three on a goal differential. They've made up a lot of ground there. They're over 500, 15, 13, and four. Um, they have not played well. Okay. So, uh, their goalie, uh, have goalies have been awful. Uh, they're starting to actually play better with Gus Sinem actually for as well. So I really like, I'm interested to see what Winnesota is going to do, but JT, what do you think about, uh, you and I maybe, uh, pivoting over and, um, giving a little bit of an Atlantic, um, conference, uh, either discussion or draft or something next week. And, uh, we'll so we'll check it on your Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. I like that idea. Let's, uh, we're going to jump in and hit up all these teams. 
Uh, Toast, you're going to post uh, this draft board on your X page yes. uh, at, at Toast Clark. So check that out if you kind of want to see uh, where we took. Uh, for people that are still asking, like, why would you guys do a two round <laughs> or a, a two team mock draft? We're just talking about where we value these players, where we like them, kind of draft back and forth is kind of fun to see where guys go, where we're like, oh, maybe we didn't like that guy. Oh, I should have taken him in this spot. So we we just kind of want to see where we're at, um, how values have changed from the beginning of the year. So we're going to keep doing this the next couple of weeks uh, just to kind of see where we're at uh, on these values, on these redrafts. And then obviously um, as we get going the rest of the year, we'll be kind of be – uh, pumping out the rest of the content and then off season, you know, we'll give you all our, all the, all the rankings, all those things, but we we're trying to bring you a little bit of everything here. Dynasty redraft salary cap. If you haven't listened to some of our past episodes, go back and check some of those out. Even though some of them are a few weeks or months old, they're still relevant episodes uh, depending on what you're, what type of league you're in. So make sure you go and check those out. Yeah, and when you do, uh, just a reminder to everybody, we really appreciate everybody listening. Um, and uh, really make sure to uh, get on YouTube um, on the JT Brew, uh, uh, Stu with JT Brew channel, and uh, give us a like, uh, smash that like button. Um, and also maybe give us a retweet or a like there on Twitter as well as we uh, post our episodes there. Um, any support you can give us. Uh, I, I think that we're putting out a, a pretty good podcast, JT. Um, lots of uh, good content. We're uh, bringing a lot of energy. Um, now it's just a matter of, uh, making sure people know where to find us so we can actually build that community. Yeah. And any topics you want us to, to talk about on the podcast, hit us up. Yeah. As anybody's listened to us, we don't stick to the one same thing every week. We do a little bit of a mix up all the time. So whether it's gambling content, you want to talk about whether it's uh trade content, you want to talk about a bunch of different trade opportunities, uh, whether you want to talk about salary cap league dynasty redraft, all that stuff. We play it all. We do it all. So you just let us know what you want to talk about. We have no problem uh, busting out an episode on that. So we appreciate it. So we're at the 45 minute mark. I've somehow made it through <laughs> without ruining everyone's eardrums with my coughing fits. So I probably should call it quits before I do so toast, but I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for being here. Uh, we're going to keep and continue this series over the next couple of weeks. So we appreciate everybody joining us. Have a happy new year. Be safe. Thanks for listening to us on the stew. Make sure to check us out on the YouTube page, but also wherever you listen to podcasts, go download us, subscribe. So every time we have a new one, it pops up and tells you it's in your inbox and, and where to find it. So we appreciate you guys. Thanks. Have a good one. This was the stew. Uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing, racking up points. Makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we 